All right, we are back. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. We are on the MyJoy radio app and iTunes or on Google Play across the GTA on AM 1250 Joy Radio. Um, turn. We have to, we have so many things we have to do in the studio. So many things. People wonder why it takes 17 human beings to put this show together. No, Tim, do you remember when it was just you and I? I do, and I remember running around like a madman then too, and we had less stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep trying to do more things. It's good. Maybe I want to. I want to get into that green screen studio soon. Put a nice window in between us. Yeah, and that'd be good. Have some cool psychedelic water droplets on the old yeah, overhead projector like, vibe like the, going. Like the Frankenstein dancing guy yes. from Hilarious <laughs> House of Frankenstein. What was his name? Noah. Well, there was, there was Igor. Igor, that's who it was. And then there was the Wolfman who would yeah, dance as well. That's true. That's true. Anyway, had a good time right there with the Vaudevillian. You oh, want to check them great. out. Just good. so good. Yeah, so good. So much fun. That's what we needed. Some heavy stuff on the show today, but listen, I want to introduce you to a, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, this is our communal confessions segment. If you want to find out uh, what I wrote about while I was away on my uh, three-month vow of silence, walking a thousand kilometers on the Camino de Santiago, you go to CaminoConfessions.com, CaminoConfessions.com. One of the most fascinating people I met along the way was a German man named Nico, Nick, as uh, the police would call him. Uh, the first time he saw, uh, the first time I saw Nico. Uh, honestly, I thought I thought he was kind of just a drunk weirdo, and uh, so I did what I do best. I judged him, <laughs> and then I avoided him. And then this drunk guy started talking with me, and during the conversation, I discovered that the drunk guy wasn't drunk, uh, but he had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. So uh, we said goodbye, and uh, I took off because I felt awkward, and and Nico uh, was still kind of doing his thing, getting his stuff ready, whatever. Anyway, I was bothered by my unfair judgment of him and so well at least he gets that fair deal what do you mean <laughs> what i don't get remember, it remember the shtick you're always making fun of me pretend that you don't you don't you're not bothered by your judgment yeah of me. i don't no i'm not bothered by my yeah, judgment that's what of I'm you saying. at all that's, oh i see what you're saying oh, i like judging you that's what it helps me get to sleep at night <laughs> so uh, i chased nico down and and uh caught up beside him and and uh wrote out on my phone because i wasn't talking i said you know something like man i wish i'd talk to you I, I felt like a jerk and but i want to hear your story and and he told me a story and he's here on the show today to tell all of you his story along with his better half steffi guys i just want to do a sound check uh, can you hear us okay yes we can yeah good nico what the heck's going on so uh hi it's great uh, to hear your sound and it's great tune um, to be at your show, Marshall show. And um, so uh, let me uh, tell you and all your radio listeners best greetings and wish from my heart to your heart. And I like apologize about my voice and my bad English, but I have for the support my wife. I call her sweet angel 
<laughs> well, yeah, we are glad that Steffi is here because well, the reality is, uh, Nico, you are a lot harder to understand than when you and I were walking. I mean, you, first of all, you're, you're German, that's your first language, but your English was fantastic when we were walking, and it's still, it's still fantastic. But uh, I said that to you when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. It sounds like your your language, your your verbal skills are are not like they were when we were walking. Steffi, let me ask you this question: Have you seen? Um, have you noticed a big change in in Nico over the last? I mean, from the start of the Camino to now? Um, I didn't notice a big change, but um, his language, um, but his voice definitely has changed. Yeah. Yes, he's bubbling a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not drunk, my friend. <laughs> um, Nico, I want to. You know, again, when you and I spoke last time, you told me about another incident when somebody thought you were drunk and you were. I think you were crossing the street or something like that. Can you explain that to our listeners again? What happened? Yeah, zone. I won't in the street and I walk very slow and this was not the regular street just a very small street snow on the left and, and on the right side and so I walked and behind me a car came and I hear the sound oh man He's going fast. And then he um, was hooping. Uh, uh, he blew the horn. Yeah, he <laughs> blew the horn. And I thought it was going him. <clears throat> and I thought it's just a couple of meters and I can't go a step by side. And, and the car came very gladly, uh, quietly to me, and he took the horn too, and I turned, and I went to the window, and, and the window goes down, and all the people sitting inside, and I asked them, i like to explain about my illness, <laughs> but the woman, and said, shut up, you are drunk, man, go away. Wow. Wow. Well, I've had people say that to me as well, but I I was drunk, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I I wasn't sure, um, you know, when we first met, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about interviewing people. I just wanted to meet people. I wanted to hear their stories out on the Camino, and but I couldn't, I couldn't shake you, Nico. Well, first of all, I couldn't get rid of you because we kept running into each other. <laughs> right. And it was a beautiful thing. It was always so great because it's one of those things on the Camino. You walk with someone for a day. You say goodbye. You think you may never see them again. And all of a sudden, you see them a few days later. And then you say goodbye again like you're never going to see each other again. And then you see each other again. So it's quite strange. On the, um, Nico, why did you decide to walk the Camino? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> and I want to say, no me goes to Camino 
the Camino comes to me. And it sounds maybe unusual, but uh, until one week to Camino, I I didn't know that I want to go because I booked a flight to Namibia and one week ago Camino and before Camino and one day before I flew I like to fly I I hear in my inside and the inside voice tell me that's not your way cancel the fly and I did yeah and and then what can happens <laughs> if you ask me uh, two years ago to going for Camino I would say Never. It's just too boring. Yeah, it's too boring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my whole life, uh, I like to have action all the time. And, yeah, and that's a wonderful sign that me, a kickboxer, uh, get and then uh, thinking about the way Camino yeah, and that's my story. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you saying is that you really didn't decide to do the Camino. The Camino came after you because if you, when you thought about doing the Camino, especially a couple of years ago, you'd say to yourself, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm about action. I'm a kickboxer. I'm not going to walk for a month. Right, right. Right. So since you did do the Camino, though, and it was a sort of a last, you know, you changed your plans, you canceled your flight. It was a last-minute decision. Thinking back on the Camino, Nico, what was the hardest part of walking it for you? Uh, should I tell you, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me explain. One day I saw a very big, drunk man. I think he came from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'll hold on, hold on. You are picking on me, totally picking on me. Are you are you trying to tell everyone that the hardest part of the Camino was meeting me? Come on. <laughs> I like it. Well done. It was a joke. Yeah, I know. And and the hardest part wasn't the long way. It wasn't all my falling down. It wasn't all my problems about voice and use hands and arms. No, the big problem for me was to ask for help and accept the help. I, you know what, I, I kind of thought that might be the answer because we talked about that a little bit and and I gotta say, and I, I don't want to embarrass you, Nico. You know that anything I say during this interview is really to paint a picture, an accurate picture of what it was like for you. So here comes this guy. He's a kickboxing champion. As a matter of fact, did you not win a big tournament here in Toronto? And uh, no, uh, 2005, 
I won my first world champion in Niagara. Niagara. Yeah. 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 Well, so you know, you're you're a macho guy. You know, I I like to consider myself a macho guy. And so here's these two macho guys. <laughs> Walking, walking along, and then one macho guy says to the other macho guy, "Hey, can you can you do up my pants?" And and it was weird, right? I mean, I've not, I don't think I've ever done up a guy, another guy's pants before. I mean, other than my son when he was little, and I, and so I felt weird, and you felt weird, you felt awkward about asking, I felt awkward about doing it. But next thing you know, we were past that. It didn't matter anymore, and. uh and next thing you know, I'm helping you pull up your pants, do up your pants. I'm cutting your food, um, and it was it was it was it wasn't a problem anymore. I didn't care. You didn't care. I don't think. Did it bother you that you had to ask me for help after that you kept asking me for help? I mean, the first time must have been hard, but afterwards it was fine, right? Right, and you forget to say, uh, we both uh, seems. A little bit strange. Uh, if I invited you uh, in the cafe, you know the cappuccino, uh, and the big man didn't speak and just had the with the pants. It looks like comedian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because people were looking at us going, "Okay, what is with these two? That guy's drunk and that guy's not talking. What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, Brian. Well, there were so many, so many good. Um, hold on, I got, I got to stop the the interview and just tell you right now that the impact you had on me during the Camino was more profound than I could have ever imagined, because it was your story. You reminded me, Nico, about the story, the battle between the dark wolf and the light wolf. Right. And and when you were sharing that with me, I hope you didn't see me because I was tearing up because the story you were telling me was very connected to the rock that I brought with me to leave at the base of the cross at the Cruz de Ferro. It was the rock was half white and half dark. And and then you start sharing this this story about the uh the uh, you know the native kid who says to the chief, "Why do people do bad stuff?" And the chief basically says back to him, "Well, each person has a good wolf, a light wolf, and a dark wolf inside of them, and it all depends which wolf you feed as to how you will do things in life. You know, whether you'll be a bad person or a good person, all that kind of stuff." And, and I and and I and then I met those two big dogs at the back of that. Um, Albergue that that with the hostel that we hung out in, and one of them had a dark face, and one of them had a light face. And then I walked to the cross, and and I threw my rock, and then uh, and then I walked past, and all of a sudden across the road, I watched a, a wolf uh, walk down the side of the the road, and I couldn't believe it. It was just incredible how all of this happened, and and uh, all of this tied in with you, Nico. So thank you for making me cry, you big jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um how how did you first find out about you know the fact that you had ALS? How and when did you first find out that you had ALS, Nico? Um I think it's about one year ago and 
I thought about a sport accident and I, I made the jump with my inline skates and a couple of weeks later I feel in my hand um, uh, a strange feeling so the muscle getting weak and you know two years ago I made um, push-ups uh, about only two thumbs and then... Okay, hold on, hold on, Nico. Steffi, just help us clear up that story a little bit. There were some things I didn't understand. Um, he, 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 but what he just said is that he um, could do push-ups on his two thumbs, usually. And um, after that um, accident with his inline skates, um, he recognized that he suddenly couldn't do normal push-ups anymore. And um, so in the first, uh, the, the beginning, he thought it was um, because of the, that accident, but um, it didn't get better. So he um, went to the doctor and they did some tests. Okay. And then he got uh, the diagnosis and that it was most probably um, ALS. Wow. Hey, fine. Good, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The guy with ALS says to his wife, good job saying that. Good job. <laughs> oh, boy. So how, Nico, how has your body changed since the diagnosis? And I think I got some changes, so I lost weight and the muscle, you know, the whole body needs the muscle and uh, my muscle getting weak. Hmm. And so uh, if I couldn't hold no things, uh, now I can't write and also about my voice and you need muscle for the voice. I do, yeah. and and so and now exactly now, and my and my spirit, my mind are very clear, very strong about my angel right next to me. She made all things, uh, uh, put my clothes on, feed me, and yeah, and help me all the time. Hmm. Good, good. Um, you know, I, I remember exactly where we were when I asked you this question. We were walking down a, a, a hill area. Well, I, obviously, I, I can't explain to you exactly where it was because I don't remember any of the any of the <laughs> towns or anything on the on the Camino. But I remember asking you this question before, Nico. Do you think that there's a God? And and if you do think there's a God, are you upset with God because you have ALS? Um, yeah, two questions. I explain it. Uh, yeah, for sure. And God, I feel God. God is all over. God is outside, but it's more difficult to feel God inside. God is like a small light. And uh, a long time ago, I lost uh, my light, but the light becomes to a flame 
and now the flame becomes too big fire. So I can say God is there and God is good. And I'm not angry about a God cause an illness comes to me. That's right. And in the start, I saw it as like an enemy, a big enemy. So at the, yeah. I, when you first got ALS, you saw it as an enemy. Yeah, uh, maybe more like a opponent in the boxing, a big opponent and a very a big, strong, and dangerous. And now, opponent, you know what I mean? And, and you mean an opponent in the, in yeah, the ring? Yeah, I mean an opponent in the ring. And, but it's changed. Now, I don't see it as like an enemy. And why? The reason is all illness um, gives you message, and I got the message for my life. My whole life, I was too fast. And so, now, yeah, and now I have the change to, uh, yeah, to change my life. So it's. It's good for me. So all illness, all illnesses are a big message. Is that what you said? Uh, no, uh, maybe not all, but some kinds, and and the illness can give you a chance, a chance uh, to change your life. That's what I like to tell you. Yeah. And and now I think. One day, sometimes, LS goes away, I'm going to go heavy, and then LS uh, moves like a friend. Steffi, I, I want to ask you the same question. I, I, I'm not sure you knew I was going to throw this at you, but, you know, <laughs> you fell in love with this man. Yes, but, I do. <laughs> but when you fell in love with him, you didn't sign up for ALS. You didn't. You didn't know that you were going to be married to a man who had Lou Gehrig's disease. No, I didn't. So, no. so were, have you ever gotten angry about it? Because I would have. No, I. I was not angry. I was frightened in the beginning. I was shocked and frightened, but then very quickly I decided not to grieve for my living husband. I do. I decided to live our life in the now and to give all our energy in the in the positive and not in the in the illness in the in the disease and um yes i i felt much more um calm then wow wow and uh true it's like the camino you know my start was very painful I cried, I have, and I lost a lot of tears. And about LS, I got the fear and the start too. But like the Camino, at the end, I got so much experience and joy. 
and uh, LS is not joyful, but and now I got my balance, but lost, and I'm I have to be quiet. And if you are in the silence, you see all things other. Huh. Yes, I'm very clear. Yeah, that's you're you're very right about that. Um, I've had a little experience with silence myself. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> a big chance to talk. <laughs> I, I just want to remind everyone you're listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and we're on the on the line here with Nico and Steffi. Um, and the reason that Nico and Steffi are on on the line is because I I met Nico while I was walking the Camino. Uh, I judged him because I thought he was some drunk weirdo at the start. And then I found out that he had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And uh, we spent a day walking with each other. And I asked Nico, I kind of, if I remember this correctly, Nico, I, I typed out on my phone. I said, look, you know, we've got a, a lot of walking here to do. And it's easier for me not to have to type while I walk. And I've got my two walking sticks and I've got a heavy backpack. And so tell me your story. Tell me everything. And so I pushed the play button, and Nico, you didn't shut up for six hours. It was fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> oh man, it was it was so no seriously, it was so good. It was it was perfect. It was a perfect day for me. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about you, and um, you know, Nico, I'm not a. I'm not a guy that likes to get mushy with other guys. Uh, I don't mind talking about deep stuff with, with females for some reason because, I don't know, it just feels weird for me to be all mushy with another guy. But I I don't know. I, I didn't feel that with you. It was it was so good to be able to, c- to communicate about real life and real real gut stuff. And you communicated so much private stuff to me. And I want to tell everyone what you said. No, I'm kidding. I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. <laughs> And thank you very much. And yeah, I I like to speak that's true. And I know I can say all here what I like to say. And so actually, I write a book about my trip for Camino, but it's going inside my deep inside and then I can write much more than I can speak yeah 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 yeah, for sure well so let's let's finish things off with with this question you know can you share with us maybe just a couple of things that you discovered about yourself Nico since you walked the Camino yeah I can I can tell you um, so I absolutely lost the fear about um, illness or death because we all go the same way and if we have gone inside uh, we have a very strong uh, friend all the time and the next thing about our busy life and we always are running and 
and you know about money, about power and cars and stuff like that. And now, and this was a Camino experience too. You don't need nothing. Hmm. Only, only uh, love and peace uh, with the human, with your family, your friends, and and so I enjoy my life uh, every day. If I wake up, every a lesson, every minute, every moment. And it's not depend about a strong body. Hmm. It's, it's depend about the feeling with God, about the feeling with family and friends. And then it gives you so powerful energy and peace. Yeah. That's what I say. <sighs> You're killing me here, man. Jeez. Well, I'm gonna stop. Let's let's stop there because I'm gonna get too uh, too mushy. But I I, I want to say a couple things. First of all, Steffi, um, you have been sent by God to to be an angel in this man's life. So and I and look, we, we we make a big thing out of it, like it's a love, you know, it is a love story. But you know, we sort of make it all mushy and special, and we put a little sparkle on it. And but the reality is, you know, Nico's a pain in the butt, right? <laughs> but I love this pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So so thank you to you for for being part of this man's life. The role you play is miraculous in his life. So as a, as speaking as someone who has also done up his pants, thank you. Okay, Nico, Nico, I, uh, I'm not real big on the guy mushy stuff, but I love you. Well, thank you very much. I, I love you uh, also, and I told you at Camino, you didn't uh, speak with me, but I saw your eyes, and I feel the bridge from heart to heart. Yeah. And that was me makes very uh, happy. And so I like to say it was for me a great time to stay here. And I wish you and all your listeners very good days and uh, healthy. And uh, God bless you all. So well done. So well done. Nico, what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being on our show. Steffi, thank you as well. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll talk so soon. Okay? Yes. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Some pretty amazing people on this trip, buddy. Puts things in perspective when... Um, you see how other people are dealing with stuff, so... Yeah. That was a tough call. It's a good picture of, uh, of Nico and I on our website. Go to drewmarshall.ca and click on the uh, next show button. And uh, he's got a mark on his nose. I remember, dude, what happened? Oh, I fell over. Yeah. <laughs>
What a good guy. Good love story there too as well. And heart-shaped boxes. And things we're all too young to know.